Great to have you along for the ride. Joe Pags in for Sean Hannity today. Really glad to have you along and uh, really glad to have Sean Spicer back, a friend of mine, a host of Spicer and Company over at Newsmax TV, also the author of a great book called Radical Nation. Sean, how are you? I'm great, Joe. How are you? Merry Christmas. Good Mer- to be with you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Glad that you could make some time today. Radical Nation flying off the shelves because you really do outline what it is that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris had in their agenda heading into the White House, heading into the, the leadership in this country. And, and Sean, you wrote it uh, you know, before we saw everything unfold the way that it has in the first year of this administration. Is it as bad as or about what you expected? Or is it you know, worse I than? Feel like I, should go by, I, I feel like I should go buy Powerball tickets because when I wrote Radical Nation, the idea was to give people a glimpse of what I thought could happen right. and where we were headed. And, and it turns out that, I mean, literally, Joe, this morning there was a piece in Playbook, uh, Politico's morning tip sheet, political tip sheet. Yeah. And it talks about the judges that he's picking. And I literally have this section, and I looked at my team, and I said, guys, it's almost like, they took a piece of radical nation and put it in here because what Biden has done is gone and looked at his judges and said, let's, instead of using quote, the bench as the bench, no pun intended, they have basically created a system where they're going out and finding like public defenders and woke professors to fill these roles to, to wokeify the federal judiciary. But they understand what's at stake and how little time they have. And I think that, they are, they are not kidding around. And when they say that Build Back Better is not done, take them at their word because they, they get it. They have, what, 11 months till Republicans almost certainly take back the House. So I, I just my, – my view is we better understand what's at stake and stay vigilant. It's like he's clairvoyant. It's a prescient book. Go and get Radical Nation from uh, from Sean Spicer. SeanSpicer.com. Of course, the former White House press secretary. We'll talk about that in a moment as well. But yeah, let's talk about those nominees for a second, Sean. As I'm watching these hearings, as I'm watching the Senate committees question these people, I almost thought it was a joke. I thought it was like a Saturday Night Live skit. The people that are being nominated literally have a history of saying the most vile things against freedom and liberty in the Constitution. They're saying the most vile things against Republicans and Trump and people like you. Uh, it's almost as if they hired actors because I'm watching it going, there's no way this person was really nominated. What do you think the game is? Because they have little chance of getting through. Is it to load as many woke people up and then uh, desensitize us to how woke they are and maybe accept somebody who is just a little bit woke and not really, really, really off the, you know, uh, off the boat woke? Is that the idea here? Because these people, uh, it, it's stunning to me that they're being nominated for anything. Is it that we'll accept somebody less woke? Is that the game? Well, look, you and I have talked about this before, and the point that I've been making in Radical Nation is this is about Biden's legacy. And there's two ways you do it. You do it through the policies. We've talked about that. And then you do it through the people, the nominations and appointments that you make. But if you can create and craft a woke world in which you become the new progressive North Star that everybody bows down to and says, you know, it was Joe Biden that appointed the first four-star transgender person. It was Joe Biden that appointed the first person of color to be VP and the first LBGTQ person to lead a department, all of these things, then he becomes the new savior, the person that everybody has to outdo. And for decades to come, and probably at least a generation, if not two, they look at him as the new FDR. And so the judges are part of this, but it is a holistic approach to remaking government in a very progressive way. And this is why I call it a radical nation, because it's not just 
the policies, it's the people and the lasting effects that so much of what they're doing will have on us. SeanSpicer.com. Go to that website. He's the host of Spicer and Company over on Newsmax TV. Get his book called Radical Nation. It's Sean Spicer. We appreciate the time. You and I have talked about this before. Joe Biden uh, pretended to be a moderate for a long time. So, Sean, did he pretend to be a moderate and and now he's showing who he truly is? Or um, is he just a shell of a guy? And you and I talked about this before, that Ron Klain is probably running things in the White House. That that big lie about the economy last uh, last week where he's standing in front of this board that he keeps on you know switching the, the paper and showing, look how great it is, look at everybody's working, look how low unemployment is, when it was all just fudged numbers. But Joe Biden pretending to be a moderate all those years, am I right that he was pretending, or was he a moderate, and he doesn't really know what's going on now? Well, I, I think he's more of an opportunist. I have a whole section okay. of the book about how he started off as being, uh, you know, defending um, life, and talking about how Roe was wrongly decided in a conception, uh, life begins a conception, and that's completely changed, because he'll go with the wind. But the reality is, is that this comes back to what I was saying, is that he, will, he is hell-bent on a legacy, on creating something, and so he will say and do whatever he has to do. I mean, think about how many things that candidate Biden said, whether it was no vaccine, whether it was horrible for he's now doing the exact hypocrisy in the double standard, no we're hitting a rough cell right now. It's Sean Spicer on the line. We're hitting a rough cell. Hopefully, it's gonna it's gonna clear back up. Uh, the author of Radical Nation, uh, Sean. We lost you for a second, but you were talking about candidate Biden and what he said he wouldn't wouldn't do, and how he really hasn't come through. Take it from there, if you don't mind. Sorry about that. Yeah. So basically, I mean, I, I think the bottom line is that that if you compare the promises that he made, they're not even close to what he said. No mask mandates. All these things that he said that he would never do as president, he's doing because he's because again. The winds change, and the goal isn't to moderate and to get things done. That was an image that the press created. But at the end of the day, all he wants is a legacy. Go to SeanSpicer.com. It's Sean Spicer, former White House press secretary. He's the host of Spicer and Company at Newsmax TV. Get this book, Radical Nation. Are you are you like me, Sean? Are you buoyed by the fact that the American people are waking up to it, though? His approval ratings stink. I mean, I think that uh, there's a recent uh, study, either by Rasmussen or somebody, that said Trump is leading him like 41% to, to 20-something percent. Trump is dominating when, when Americans are asked, who do you trust? Whose policies do you think are looking out for you more? And this is less than a year. This is honestly less than a year in. His approval ratings are, are garbage. Kamala Harris's approval ratings are 10 points lower than his. So it's not working. Are you buoyed by that? I kind of am. Well, yes, I am, but I'm, I'm not. I mean, you, at the end of the day, you still have three years to go. Right. So it's sort of, you got to be careful. Um, but I will tell you, the thing that's so interesting is you, your focus on the general election is obviously worth noting. But with John McLaughlin, the esteemed pollster that, that worked for Trump last cycle, did a poll in November where he looked at the Democratic primary field. Only 21% of Democratic voters wanted Biden to be the nominee in 2024. 21%. Wow. Of the Democrats, three and four percent here and there for all these different folks. But the reality is, what does that say when your own team doesn't want you? 
That's stunning. No, it is. But but again, I, I you're right. I don't want to be happy about it because we've got three more years of this garbage to go through, and we've got to right. do something to, to stem the tide before we get there. It's Sean Spicer, SeanSpicer.com. Get the book, Radical Nation. Look, let me shift gears here a little bit. As a talk show host, I'm jaded. And what I mean by that is I can't really listen to other talk show hosts without thinking about the technical aspects of it or how would I have handled that. Now, I could listen to Rush, may he rest in, in peace, because he was the king. I listen to Sean. He is incredible. And, and, I, and I don't listen with a jaded ear. Other talk show hosts I do, so I actually avoid it because I don't want to be that guy. <clears throat> you and I have talked about this. You're not somebody who is, who is the kind of guy that would watch or listen to Jen Psaki and criticize her. I know that you're not. You're not the kind of guy that would say, I wouldn't have done it that way or I wouldn't have done it this way. Because uh, I think that, like me, you know that you're not going in with sort of a clear ear and clear conscience. You've done the job. But they pulled you in, Sean, and we spoke about this at length before on my show. They pulled you in by, by attacking you, by attacking Kellyanne Conway, and you felt as though you had to respond. So, so let, me, let me see if you'll go here. You might not. When Jen Psaki walks out to the podium, and you and I both know she's not telling the truth, somebody who's attacked you, somebody who attacks Trump at every turn, somebody who will not answer a question and just give some sort of spin, d- does, that make you, does that take you back to when you did the job? Do you become critical in your mind thinking, how is she doing that and getting away with it? Because I truly, when I watched you, I believe that you're a guy who just wanted to tell the agenda and tell the truth and answering these questions. That doesn't seem to be the MO today. Well, no, a couple of things. I mean, the, the smugness has started to wear thin by which she, you know, sort of refuses to acknowledge the reality of what's happening. And, and I mean, it truly is a smugness. But the, but the bigger fault is the media. I mean, I honestly, the, the responses that she gives, and no one is sitting there. I mean, more than anything, I feel like I'm jumping up and down in my seat and saying, wait a second, you know, how, that literally contradicts something that she or the president said five days ago or right. two weeks ago or during the campaign, and no one is saying a word. They are so complicit. But remember something. Saki, Saki was, you know, worked at CNN before this. I'm sure she'll go back there. These folks are her colleagues and her friends. This is not a real press briefing. This is a, a patty cake discussion yeah. among buddies. They're colleagues. They're friends. They, they hang out together. So that's a very different role than what I did or Sarah after me. I mean, we, we weren't there to make friends, and clearly we didn't. <laughs> um, but these are her buddies. These are her former colleagues and, probably, and will be future colleagues, you know, come sometime in the next couple of months when she departs. There was one question, Sean, that was asked of her that, in the bigger scheme of things, isn't about Build Back Better or, or taxes or regulation or even poll numbers. This was about Joe Biden being a Catholic. And a reporter, I don't know who it was, it was a man, it wasn't Ducey, but it was, it was a guy. And he, and he said, hey, the president says he's Catholic, yet he's pro-choice. How does he come to terms with that? And she turned the question on the guy, lit him up for even asking I the know. question. I guarantee you've never faced that decision, have you? When the question is valid, Sean, the question is valid. You're a Catholic. Catholics are against, you know, aborting, you know, terminating pregnancies. Uh, they're for life. It's not an out-of-bounds question, but that's sort of the way she shuts down any critical question, any sort of a question that would gain information. Whereas when you were the press secretary, they lit you up for an hour straight until you gave some other answer that they, I guess, wanted, or so Acosta could write a book or something. It's so radically different. And by the way, get Radical Nation. It's so radically different to see how you did it, how Kaylee did it, how, how Sarah did it, and how she's doing it. If you were in the media... 
Wouldn't you make your, your, your mark? Wouldn't you make your name by asking real questions to show those who support you and trust you for information that you're unafraid of Saki? Nobody should have shut that question down. It's a valid question. The man was about to meet the Pope, and you're asking about his Catholicism. Well, by the way, not to, to keep going on that question, but it's a really valid point that you're making, is that he talks about himself and describes himself as a practicing Catholic. Right. I have generally viewed people's relationship with God to be that between them and God. So yes. if you want to talk about, you know, I, I just don't want to assail somebody's relationship. Like what you and God have going, as long as you're good with it and with, you know, what you've done and said, that's, that's between you and him. Right. But I'll tell you, when you make it and you start talking about yourself as a practicing Catholic, and the reality is, is that you are living and espousing beliefs that are diametrically opposed to church teaching then yes, you should be able to, to deal with the scrutiny that goes along this. And the way and the smugness that she responded to that question was so – I mean, it was a very legitimate question to your point, and it was such a ridiculous answer. Uh, like somehow – first of all, Joe Biden's a dude too, so he doesn't give birth. Right. Like, I mean, is he not able to have – I mean, clearly <laughs> he has a position. Right. So I, I don't know. I mean, it was sort of a stupid thing, but I think, again – it was her way of showing off in front of a bunch of, and scaring off a bunch of woke other media that were like, oh, God, I don't want to ask a question because I'll get smacked down, too. Yeah. But the reality is, is that, you know, I, I've told somebody before, and, and don't get me wrong, but imagine, you know, if, if you could go steal stuff and there was never consequences. There was never a jail time. There was never a punishment. I mean, right, it, it takes the sting away from a bad thing. And if you're Jen and you can go out there and say, anything you want and you know you're going to get zero pushback then why wouldn't you i mean uh, uh, you're you know, right I, I think of no, no, i, I, mean, I think yeah, about this all the time and i'm like okay go out there and just say you know he believes this today and it doesn't matter that it's completely and diametrically opposed to what we were told a couple days ago because no one's going to push back i mean those guys are going to go okay clearly it's adapted i mean i i get a kick out of the fact that as long as you are in furtherance, I mean, think about it. I played this clip yesterday. There were two clips over the weekend Fauci was asked about on the Sunday shows. One is the president's in Kentucky. He's outside, yes, but he's hugging and, and you know, uh, kissing and uh, close contact with all these people without masks. And Fauci gets asked about it. He goes, oh, it's different because he's outside. Okay, well, that's close is close, right? Um, secondly, Harris says, we weren't given the data on Omicron and these variants by the scientists. Fauci says, I actually got it. She was taken out of context. No, she wasn't. But there's zero pushback from the two hosts, Jonathan Carl and Chuck Todd, because they're like, oh, okay, keep going. There's nothing ambiguous about what Harris said. And yet Fauci gets a pass because they don't want to push back and say, well, actually, no, that's not what she said. This is the entirety of the quote. There is no out of context. Right. But they, they, these guys literally, you know, um, if, they, if they say it on the left, then it comes to this whole farce about voting rights, too, that somehow the media has latched on to this false, ridiculous narrative that the Democrats are fighting for voting rights and Republicans are restricting them. It's a false narrative, but you have a bunch of cheerleaders on the left that support the Democratic Party and their talking points, and so therefore they'll espouse and say anything, as they like to say, without evidence. Yeah. Go to SeanSpicer.com right now, SeanSpicer.com, and we're right back on the Sean Hannity Show. Stay here. Hannity is on right now.
Glad to be in for Sean Hannity. It's Joe Pagley. Hello, Joe Pags. Go to J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M and a holding pattern for the 45th president of the United States. A lot of people in the Sean Hannity audience know me uh, because of the parodies that I do. I take a song that you know, a song that you love, and I do my very best to ruin it and change it so that every time you hear the introduction of the song, you'll now hear my song instead. Linda is complicit in this. One of my one of my favorite things, and and literally the reason that we are friends. Yes, if I'm being honest, and no, uh, I'm totally excited. I love your. I really do, truly love your parodies. I actually think parodies are really hard because people love the song already, and you've got to be witty and funny and make the words fit. And it's it's not easy. And you do an awesome job. Well, I appreciate that. We're, we're going to see if we can do an awesome job here, or if I could change Linda's mind and start hating them. Uh, because I took this one, which was presented by a family in North Pole, Alaska. I kid you not. And uh, the 14-year-old daughter actually wrote out a parody. I didn't sing her words, although I do give her one line, I think, in there. Uh, but it was a great idea for a song, and it's, it's, a, it's a holiday favorite. It's a Christmas favorite. Come on now. Hag's parody. Blame Joe. Oh, the economy is frightful. Under Trump, it was delightful. Uh-huh. Will we get her gifts? We don't know. Just blame Joe, just blame Joe, just blame Joe. The inflation isn't stopping. Illegal entry is still popping. Our country's morale is low. Just blame Joe, sleepy Joe, sleepy Joe. Bring it now. Screwed up everything he's touched. Build back better was his first task. Yep. Crazy policies are too much. Joe should pucker up and kiss my ass. Then circle yep. back gets to lying. Wish we were all goodbying to this admin that sunk so low. Sick of Joe, sick of Joe, sick of Joe. Musical interlude. So there you go. You take a song that the family loves, you gather them around the tree, and then you hear some idiot on the radio talk about somebody <laughs> kissing their rear end. <laughs> right. Am I right? Jeez, yeah. bags. It's kind of what oh we do. Oh, my God. All right, bring it home. Let's go. When he messed up Afghanistan, all his minions pointed to Trump. Didn't follow 45's plan. Joe changed it all up with a jump transition. Will our country make it three more years? As it is, we're fighting back tears. Vote out the libs, that's the goal. To stop Joe, to stop Joe, to stop Joe. There you go. Just blame Joe at Pag's parody. I've got that posted over on Rumble, where you can go and actually check it out. I put the words on the screen as well, and uh, and you'll see me in all my glory looking like a doofus singing along with it. So, so uh, yeah, we can say the A word, I guess. We can. We, back? Okay, we just good. did. We did. We, uh, we, we officially did. did. I don't right. think. I don't think it's a maybe. It's kind of a done deal. Okay. All right. Um, so, so there you go. The FCC starts calling. You know, hey, Linda said I could. I don't. But it's going to be on your website too. So we're gonna Good. we're gonna start. We're gonna have a whole section just for Joe's parodies. We're gonna put them up on the website. It's it's gonna be great. I love that. All right, we're in a holding pattern for forty five. And again, he historically runs a little bit late. Wait, we can I interrupt to... one second? Please, because somebody do. made a really funny comment on your okay. parodies, and please. they said last Christmas I gave you my heart. This Christmas I need the shot. It's very, that's the, that was the George Mike, was it Wham? 
I don't know, one of those songs. Very funny. Last Christmas. You got a witty audience, Joe. They're not bad. I, that is one of my least favorite songs for Christmas, so ruining that. I love that my, song. I, I would love to ruin that song. Let's oh, ruin it. Let's do it. Oh, was it George Michael or was it Wham? I think, it's, I think it's Wham. It might have been it might Wham. Be, it might yeah. have been when George Michael just left Wham. It could be. It could be. So we'll, we'll take a look at that. And again, holding pattern for Trump. We appreciate uh, you you guys hanging out today. We've had, listen, we've had bloated phone lines this entire day. We you want to find out who the hell I am, just go to JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. In for Sean Hannity today. Brand new website redesigned by Blair and by Linda. I love what they've done. Go and check it out. People are signing up for the newsletter as well. And uh, let, let me grab a phone call here. Might as well say hello and welcome to Bob, who's been holding a long time in Michigan. Bob, what's on your mind? Hi. Hey, no problem. Thanks for taking my call, Joe. You bet. Uh, let me set this up for you real quick. Just talk about some statistics and reinfections versus vaccinated individuals that get COVID. Um, I have, I got COVID last spring and still have antibodies now 20 months later. Um, and the media just does not discuss reinfection rate against the actual COVID numbers against the breakthroughs. Finally, the Minnesota Department of Health, you can go check this on their website, has put out some stats. As of November 1st, they had 725,129 total infections in Minnesota. They also at that time had 8,184 COVID reinfections. So 1.12% of the total cases were reinfected patients. The closest number I could get to that was November 7th. The total breakthrough infection to Minnesota was 116,237, right. which is 16.02%. And that's just something that when you're trying to make a decision and nobody gives you all the facts, it's impossible to trust the individuals that are supposed to be informing you. As well, well the, the, the fact is, uh, the, knowing that we're not considering those who have been infected before, knowing that we're not considering those who have antibodies, natural antibodies, uh, in this whole mandate thing or this push for a vaccination, that tells me something. Because if they if they were to say, listen, if you've had COVID, we know that you've already got some natural protection. We're talking about a vaccination that maybe those who haven't been infected should consider. If they said that, at least it would be closer to the truth. It still isn't really scientific or isn't really medical. And again, my body, my choice goes out the window. I get to make my own health decisions goes out the window. The fact that we aren't allowed to even bring up the fact we might have a religious exemption, a medical exemption, or we've already had it. So for God's sakes, let me go see the Broadway show or eat a slice of pizza in New York. Um, that doesn't seem to matter. It's very, very strange to me. Let me go back at it. Let me say hello and welcome to Jeff in Tennessee. Jeff, talk to me. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Uh, listen, I'm a world trade first responder and grew up in New York and ended up doing a lot of uh, Here's the unfortunate thing. Your cell phone sounds like garbage. So we'll, we'll see if we can get to a better cell and if it clears up. And if it does, I'm happy to take you back. Sounds like you said you're a first responder at the, at the World Trade Center. I definitely want to talk to you, but I want that phone to sound good enough to where everybody can hear you. Scott, North Carolina. Hi. Hey, you Scott. How you doing, Joe? Living uh, the dream, Scott. Talk to, to me. What a what an honor to be preceding Donald Trump. It's an honor <laughs> to have you on, my friend. Thank you. In the Build Back Broke plan, the IRS will hire 87,000 new agents. We don't have that many billionaires in this country. So who is it these agents are going to audit? Small business seems to be the target. And once these agents are hired, they'll never be fired. Please get this out there for people to understand and right. what's your opinion on that? Well, it is 87,000 IRS agents. It's to the tune of billions and billions of dollars in the Build Back Better BS. Um, for me, this is clear that this will be a new police force, a an enforcement 
group of people to make sure that you're paying not only every dime that you should be paying in taxes, but maybe even a little bit more. You don't need 87,000 new IRS agents. You don't need more enforcement when it comes to the fleecing and overtaxation of Americans. That isn't something that we need. But again, when you ask about Build Back Better BS, what you're told is, but it's, it's schools for children. It's roads with no potholes. It's pre-K for everyone. It's libraries. Why do you hate children? That's what you'll, what you'll hear. That's the, that's what they, they use as leverage because they know that we love kids. They know that we want better for our children. But the vast majority of this goes to nothing having to do with infrastructure, nothing having to do with making families' lives better. I mean, in fact, three, I think it's $3 billion for tree equity. That was tree equity. Trees are being treated unfairly. Social justice for trees. What are we talking about? It turns out if there aren't enough trees in black neighborhoods or not the same amount in minority neighborhoods as there are in white neighborhoods, that's a lack of tree equity. And we should fix that to the tune of fleecing American American citizens through taxation and regulation. I kid you not. These are all real things. Let me go back at it and say hello and welcome to line one. It's going to be Kelly, who is in South Dakota. Kelly, talk to me. Hi. Yes, sir. Hi. Yeah, I was just wondering, all those illegal aliens that are coming on the planes and we don't know where they're going, yeah. uh, do they double mask or triple? I think it was a quadruple mask, and the fact that you're asking about it means racist. It could mean that. Okay. Uh, at the end of the day, Kelly, I appreciate you. Um, <laughs> it's a, what? What's the matter? <laughs> you have to have it ready, Linda. You have to have it ready to go when somebody dares question those wonderful people coming from How dare you? everywhere else. You can't call them out. Don't make me have Geraldo on the show to tell us about how it's the brown. Oh, don't even get me of. started on that. I can't. Don't make me bring him. I'll call Geraldo right now. Oh. I, I tell him to put a shirt on and then we'll have him on the show. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll, we'll break down the illegal immigration issues. Listen, it's a great point. People are coming across with COVID. We're afraid to test them. People are coming across unvaccinated. That's fine. That's completely cool. People coming across no masking. They're not going to wear masks. And we're putting them on planes for free. And they're beating up those who are on the planes there to get them to their next de- destination. And let's be, I, let's be clear about one thing. It's not free. It's free to them. It costs us a lot. A lot. And it's definitely coming out of us. And if you say, I don't want to pay for these flights, you are, in fact, the big R. You're a racist, and you're going to be called out on it. It is uh, uh, the Sean Hannity Show. Make sure you keep it right here. We're still in a holding pattern for 45. He, he said he was coming on. He's a man of his word. I don't know that he knows the show is ending at the top of the hour, so hopefully we'll get him on still. It's 1-800-941-SEAN, 1-800-941-7326. Uh, you can go to my website, JoePags.com. Follow me on all the social media. Send me an email. And we're back after this in the Sean Hannity Show. Stay here. Firing torpedoes of truth at a wall of lies. This is the Sean Hannity Show. If you missed any of Sean's show today, catch up tonight on demand at 710WOR.com slash podcast. Glad to have you. Appreciate you stopping by. Just a word, uh, the 45th President of the United States looks like he's not going to make it during the show. If he calls in after the show, I'll do the interview. I'll bring it on my show tomorrow. I've had him on my program uh, and other programs 11 times. He's a man of his word, so something it must have been some sort of a mix-up in the lines. And we'll get to the bottom of it. We'll bring him to you as soon as we can. But it, it, frankly, if he called right now, 
um, we would have two minutes, and it just wouldn't make any sense. So I'll do my best to get that interview. We'll bring it to you. Go to JoePags.com. I'll announce it there where we have it, when we're going to have it. Uh, I do appreciate your understanding. He's a man of his word. Something must have happened where he had a big meeting or something Something happened to where he had to make sure he took care of it, and uh, and he wouldn't stand me up otherwise. Let me go to the phone lines in the meantime. Let me go to uh, Felix in Pennsylvania. Felix, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe, listen, I want to blame the conservatives for everything that's going on. Okay, go ahead. finally bought into the pharmaceutical industrial complex agenda, okay? Even guys like Rush, everyone said that Big Pharma is going to save us. Basically, they also have surrendered our constitutional rights to the corporate interests. In other words, in the name of freedom, they sat there and said that employers, you know, have the freedom to do as they choose. So they can sit there, you know, and, and basically take a lot of right A lot of generalities so far, Felix. A lot of generalities. You want to give me something specific before I let you go? Because so far you're just, you're hating on people for no reason. You haven't said specifically what your issue is. I don't hate on anyone. But, you know, even the whole Russia collusion thing, it was because of Jeff Sessions, you know, and, and the Republicans who, who held the House and held everything for two years. Right. They enabled the whole thing. You know, they, they could have put a stop to it, but they didn't. Okay, and as far as the pharmaceutical ind- industry goes, with these these mandated shots, no. I mean everything that w- that comes from alternatives, you know, and everything is being hidden. But we've given the power up, and now the, the pharmaceutical industry. Give give, give me one you know, conservative, Felix. Stop. I'm not going to let you yap. Give me give me one conservative who said, "I'm for vaccine mandates." Go ahead. No, not for vaccine, not uh, for vaccine mandates. Well, that's what you, you just know, said. You just said, as far as all these vaccine no, no, mandates. No, 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 no. no, 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 no you actually said vaccine. that. Not the vaccine mandates, so well, I. Oh, sorry, I lost him. Yeah, darn it. Oh, is that me yelling? Get off the phone, Felix. Listen, dude, I am more than willing to have a debate. But when somebody calls in and generalizes and says conservatives are just as much to blame, now I want you to tell me how. Well, even Rush said. Well, what did Rush say? Rush said go in and get a vaccine because it's mandated by the government. Rush said give up your freedom, your liberty, and your health choices. Really, Rush Limbaugh said that. Please show me when he said that. All of his shows are are are. Uh, are available online. Every transcript transcript from every show is online. I would love to see when he said that. The fact is he didn't. And you know that he didn't. Now, Jeff Sessions should not have recused himself. You and I will agree to that. Trump and I agree on that. Sessions was the attorney general. He should have stayed there and kept on being the attorney general. The fact that he was somebody who said, yeah, vote for Donald Trump, did not mean he couldn't do his job when it came to the lie of Russia collusion. So we agree on Jeff Sessions. But to say conservatives are supporting the pharmaceutical industrial complex, and then you did say by by sort of standing by and, and allowing for these vaccine mandates, that's when I need you to be specific. Here's the conservative that said it. Here's when he or she said it, and here's how they said it. The fact is you couldn't you couldn't back that up. All right, I've got a very short amount of time, but uh, but I'm going to take you, Tanya. Tanya, Atlanta, one minute, it's all yours. Let's go. Yes, on, I would just like to say that um, I think that the media has over overrated the COVID-19. There, there's a 99% recovery rate, okay? The um, media, they scare people 24, seven days a week, all yes. the, <clears throat> including the conservative shows as well. There's nobody there but the late-night shows like Hannity and Ingram and Tucker who actually give people a little hope that this COVID is to bring down America into a socialist third world country. Tanya, I appreciate you. It's all the time I have. Um, you make good points. I don't think the media is overblowing it, but they certainly aren't telling the truth about it. 
It's important to know the details of COVID-19, where it came from, why it's here, why it's affecting us the way that it is, and what we do next. And what we need is real information, and Hannity is giving real information. I do my best to give real information, and you're right, a lot of the other media is simply not. We got to get out of here. We got to get going. I appreciate hanging out. I appreciate being in for Sean Hannity. I appreciate Linda like crazy. She knows that. I appreciate uh, Ethan getting it done. And I appreciate you listening today. Have a very Merry Christmas. Christmas. I don't talk to you and Happy New Year. Back on my show tomorrow. Have a great one. Take care.